Uh, welcome back. Welcome back to Coffee in the Library. It has been a long time. The, 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 the producers of this show sent me a message uh, with a screenshot of our last, <laughs> our last episode. Nine months. Nine months ago. Life. Life on it. Yeah. That has got <laughs> challenges. Yeah. I can't believe it's, it's been nine months yeah. since you last met. When we last met, you only had one child. Now you have, uh, now you have a second. No, no, I had two. You had two. Yeah. Now you have three. No, wow, two. that's painful. <laughs> that's painful. Maybe we should cut that out. Of, it's fine. People should know. Yeah. People should know that I don't I have know a what's daughter. Going on. I have a daughter now. So two boys and a uh, and a daughter. Yeah, that's amazing. That's Maybe amazing. that's why I was out of. Uh, Let's use, that. Let's use that as the official excuse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Well, we're back, and uh, it's good to be back. I had I had missed these uh, these sessions of ours. We are not in the library, but we do have coffee. Exactly. So coffee, not in the library with Pastor Simale. Welcome back. Maybe we should call this season two to give us like an excuse for us being absent uh, all this time. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, it's good to be back. Thank you. Today we're talking about the hot button issue of suicides. Yes. Suicides have been on the news quite a lot lately. There have been a number, a number of people who've taken their lives, um, both young and old um, as well. So when you were hearing and seeing the news of people committing suicide in the nation of Zambia, what would, what would go through your mind? For, I think for me, it's, uh, it shows that there's a world out there that is hurting. And the world out there or people, let's say people out there that are hurting, but they don't know where to find answers. They don't know how to process whatever it is that they're going through. And so they just decide to end their lives, thinking that's an easier and best solution to their problem. But unfortunately, that's not the best solution. Yeah. Neither should it be a solution at all. Yeah. Yeah. So, so people are hurting. Yeah. Um, and it, it's quite sad that they see ending their life as, as, as the only way, as the, as, as the only way to get out of this situation. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it seems to me that it is lost on, on, on people that they are, that there's an eternity in all of this and they are eternal souls. Mm -hmm. And so, um, they think that cutting it off here, means it ends yeah. uh, when, when when it doesn't how, how how does eternity change the way uh someone would view this 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 issue of uh of suicide and the depression that uh, that leads to it yeah it's i think a biblical understanding of the fact that man is created in the image of god and that one day we'll all stand before god to give an account must bringing a different perspective or dimension to life on earth. A lot of us tend to think that once I physically die, that's it. But seated in each one of us is this idea of eternity. The fact that there's, the, there's something beyond the grave. And you can see that different cultures or even different people groups have a sense of eternity. Uh, one clear example that I could give is that in, in our own part of the world, particularly in Zambia, people believe that the soul continues somehow. 
believe somehow, even in the, the Indian community, yeah. they also believe that the soul of a person dies. Either you come back in another form or things like that. But the biblical understanding of the fact that there is life beyond the grave must now begin to help you ask the question, how have I lived the process of my life on death? And then what is there for me beyond the grave? Yeah. And uh, once that is understood, and understood it from what the Bible says, that when you die, your body is separated to your soul, but that's not the end. You still stand before God and give an account. And that must now help you to see that ending my life is not a solution. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's, it's kind of like somebody who is having uh, is having difficulty in uh, in school yeah. it's much easier to apply in in, uh, in, in pre-university yeah. school mm-hmm. uh, even if you fail and tap out in grades in grade five yeah. your parents are still forcing you to come back yeah. to either repeat yeah. or <laughs> it's it, it's not yeah. it's not going yeah. it's not going anywhere uh, and so there's a there's a there's there's an element of eternity mm-hmm. that uh, really cause for, forces someone to deal with the issue mm-hmm. rather than take what they feel is the best option and say uh, and say you know I'm going to end it here. Mm-hmm. Um, but in all of this, it seems to me uh, when when people hear Christians talking about this, naturally they 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 want to write us off um, because they think we're, we're basically saying Jesus is the answer, mm-hmm. which we are saying Jesus is the yeah. answer, of course. Um, but there's a way in which saying Jesus is the answer is like you there's a guy who's drowning and then you go to him and you go hey Jesus is the answer you know and you give him a high five he's still drowning and you're like hey Jesus is the answer and he's like I need the, I need I need someone to jump in I need the life jacket I need something to save me um, so when we say Jesus is the answer what do we actually mean yeah that's that's, that's a good question and uh, I think People out there misunderstand when you say Jesus is the answer. Okay. It's like the example you give yeah. A person who's drowning, even if you tell them Jesus is the answer, which is true, they may drown. But for them, what they need at the moment is someone to rescue them from the waters yeah. and bring them out. Yeah. Now, when you are saying Jesus is the answer, we have a number of uh, fundamental elements that are engraved in that. The first we are saying, uh, we must deal with the depravity of the human heart. And we must have the, 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 the trust in the sufficiency of the scriptures. Then we must also believe, we also believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. And we also believe, we also place, we also have a place of the human responsibility. And then also to help someone know that the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. So when I say Jesus is the answer, what we are actually saying is that in any situation that you find yourself in, because of the biblical understanding of eternity, we are saying Jesus came into this world, died for our sins or died for us, so that we through him, we begin to have the right view of life, 
but also a right view of what it means to be held accountable before God. Therefore, we're not saying Jesus is the answer. We are saying, here is a man who understands the world you are made up. And because he understands, he comes into your life to offer you answers, answers that help you in your spiritual realm, both now and for eternity. And by doing so, we are saying, when now you believe the truth of Jesus claim, we are not saying that all your physical problems will be dealt with. But it brings in a dimension where you begin to see your physical problem from his vantage point or, uh, or side. And so when Christians are saying Jesus is the answer, they recognize that human beings are created in the image of God. And so they are both phys physical and spiritual. There's a spiritual element, there's a physical element. And so the spiritual element helps us to view the physical element properly. Mm. And then the physical element also, when well understood, help, helps us to understand why there's a spiritual element to it. Now, I don't want to sound philosophical, but let me narrow it down. When Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, he's basically saying, there is no truth, there is no life outside of me, except the life that I offer. And therefore, when one is going through pain, loss, grief, or whatever it is, Jesus is saying, I know what you're going through, and I'm here to offer you a solution. And that solution is don't focus on what is troubling you. Focus on the life that I give. Yeah. And in my life that I give, there is hope. Yeah. And how do you know there is hope? He rose from the dead. Yeah. From the dead, rather, to show that he came to conquer death and with everything that death and sin have brought. Yeah. As you said, the answer sounds very philosophical. Yeah. It's almost like we are writing off the person's problems. Yeah. So this is somebody who's mm -hmm. dealing with a really broken situation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Uh, let's 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 put some like a a, 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 a real example on the yeah. ground here. Yeah. This is someone who has really broken up family ties. Mm -hmm. They have disappointed their family to no end. Maybe mm -hmm. there is a uh, uh, a, a young lady who's pregnant mm -hmm. outside of wedlock, and yeah. she knows that the family is going to react mm -hmm. badly. Or a young man who's got a young lady pregnant. He has no way to support her. No money. He's just dropped out of school. No mm -hmm. options. And then in this moment. Um, here comes the Christian mm -hmm. saying, I am the way, the truth, and you know, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And the life. Yeah, and they're saying, Chief, I get all this philosophy yeah. stuff, but <laughs> I have real problems uh -huh. here. Um, and, and so, how do we move? Uh, is, it, is it that we need to move away from the philosophy of it mm -hmm. in order to make them make it clear to the person on the other end? Mm -hmm. How do we navigate these two worlds? Okay. Because it really sounds like. Okay. Like we are talking about this stuff in the cloud, and this person is saying, "I have real problems here." Yeah. Yeah. So those are the ones. If you, if you notice earlier when I said that there are certain fundamental truths that we stand on, mm. and one of the things I mentioned is this 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 issue to let the person know the place of the human responsibility, mm. and this is what the Bible teaches. I mentioned about. Uh, three, four others about sufficient from the scriptures yeah. and the like. So the example I've given here is a person who's disappointed family of 
or they've been pregnant someone. Yeah. And that's a real issue. Yeah. So even as you are engaging them around their issue that is troubling them, your goal is to get to show them that the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. That's your goal. So you begin with where they are. What's, where are they? There's this issue at hand. So as you engage them, you, you are talking to them. You want them to own up to their responsibility. Own up to their situation. Yes, yes they need to own up to their situation. They've been pregnant with someone. So let's not be philosophical. Yeah. Even when we say it happens yeah. or young people are doing it out there, but let's make them yeah. accept yeah. their responsibility. The situation is the real. Situation it's is real. real. Yes. I have impregnated someone. Yeah. I'll be a father in a few months yeah. and I'm not ready. Yeah. So once they accept, then you begin from there. The fact that, we, so whether you kill yourself, you end your life. You don't solve anything. Yeah. The pregnancy won't go. The responsibility is still yes, there. It's yeah. still there. Yeah. So instead of ending your life, let's begin from there. Yeah. You've impregnated someone's daughter. Yeah. And it that requires that you be held responsible yeah. for the person's life and the life to come. Yeah. And as you begin to engage them, you are now beginning to help them see where they are. Yeah. And as you engage them to see where they are, you want to show them that ending your life doesn't solve anything. So what needs to be done is you, you to honor to what you've done and look for solutions. Yeah. Or together let's work and look for solutions. Yeah. And in this case, what are your duties? Yeah. Your duties are if you don't have a, you don't have a job, you better get yeah. one. Yeah. Because very soon yeah. you'll be a father. Yeah. yeah. Or if because of the pregnancy or the fact that you've impregnated someone, your family is disappointed, the person needs to go and make things right with the, yeah. the family. Yeah. But what, what makes someone decide to end their life is the fact that they are so overwhelmed with this, this sense of shame and guilt that they feel like no one will understand yeah. or no one can help them in this situation. Yeah. You know, while you're talking, the, the verse that is coming to my mind uh, is uh, in terms of appreciating yeah. the reality of yeah. the ground, is Romans chapter 8, verse 37, right? So Paul is uh, he's, he's, he's speaking to the, uh, to the, to the Roman church mm. in, in the letter, and he's telling them what is real. Yeah. For your sake, we are beaten. Yeah. <laughs> right? We face death. Yeah. Right? All of this for, for the sake of the church, for the sake of Christ and all of this. And he ends that verse with 38 and 39. Mm. And he says, therefore, I am sure mm. that neither uh, death, nor life, nor angels, mm. nor demons, nor powers, nor rulers, nor authorities, all of this mm. stuff can separate us from the love of God. It seems like that's, that's, the, that's the image that you're bringing here, where it's that our, our response is, mm. is that we're not ignoring the facts on the ground. No. Right, you are facing this situation. Exactly. It is real, yeah. but the hope still remains yes. that none of this mm. can separate you from the love of God as long as you've got that yes. connection. And exactly, that's what I was saying. That's the goal. Mm. That's the chief end of man: yes. to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. Mm. Now, the person who's going through that, 
it's a real thing. Yeah. It's troubling them. Yeah. So even if you say this is a goal, yeah. they won't appreciate. Yeah. But as you work with them, you engage them, explore their situation, yeah. ask them questions, uh, I, I, I show them that you you are really concerned <coughs> about their situation and you want to be you want to be of help to them. And then as you do so, you have to now show them that <coughs> ending a life, getting a job are not the ultimate solution to the problem. They are part of the solution. Take them back to where it began. How did they find themselves in the situation? And once they realize that the issue is their heart, that's why I said now, that's the other thing I mentioned, the depravity of the human heart. Once they realize that the issue is the the sin that resides in them that made them to last for this young lady and, and did things in such a way that they ended up in bed and therefore there's a child, is that what you now begin to focus on? Mm-hmm. And it's at that point where we said Jesus came to deal with the issues of our heart, the problem of our heart, which is, which is sin. So now you've, you've engaged in that situation. You've taken them back. You see that the problem is your heart, the deceitfulness of your heart that caused you to be in this situation. And then as you now show them, you now want to point them to the ultimate to go, to help them see that God created us for himself. And the chief end of man, as the Shota Catechism tells us, is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. So we can only glorify him and enjoy him if we know him and have the right relationship with him. And this is where now Jesus comes in. So when I say Jesus is the answer, we are not saying, hey, we don't care about the pregnancy. No, we do. But we want to help you that the pregnancy did not just fall from the yeah, sky. It didn't fall from the ether. Yes. Yeah. There was something. Yeah. There's, there's, there's something you've, you've done mm-hmm. in the last 10, 10 or 15 minutes of our conversation. Um, you are not focusing on the person who's suicidal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you keep saying you, you, you come alongside them. Uh, you are placing the burden of responsibility on the, on the Christian, right? Uh, uh, I, I might take a few seconds to, to set this up. It's, it's um, you are not talking to the person in the ambulance. It's like you're talking to the paramedic. You, you are talking to the, 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 the person who's outside of the situation, uh, almost saying that there are people in these situations and you as a Christian have the responsibility uh, in this situation. Mm-hmm. But there's also another thing, if, if the language you're using is not a, um, it's, 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 it's not like a one-off situation, right? Because you don't do all of this where you come alongside the person and you're having these discussions. This isn't a five-minute conversation. Mm-hmm. This isn't, I come to visit you for an hour and we sort everything out. In fact, they're using the language of you come alongside yeah. this person. Um, and so it sounds like you are making the case for some sort of uh, uh, evangelism to be happening consistently among believers yeah. in that that is the only way in which we can find these people mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and minister to them. But Pastor, we're talking about people who are, 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 are suicidal, yeah. right? So 
I don't think I know anyone who's suicidal. Yeah. Most people do. <laughs> yeah. uh, so how how do we apply? How does mm. how does John Solio mm. apply this? How how does you know uh, Munenga Mwansa, mm. yeah, <laughs> who yeah. lives in Kawata, yeah. who's a Christian? How does he apply what we are saying? Mm. Does he does he have to be on the lookout for those who are depressed and suicidal? Mm. How does he bring this on the ground and embody it? All right. So we. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that as, uh, as a people, even as Christians, we live within communities mm-hmm. and we are interested in getting to know people within the communities. That's a very big assumption. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm because that's the normal life. It, it isn't. Yeah. We, we put up more fences so that we don't need to meet a pastor. Where do you live? We, <laughs> I live in an open community. <laughs> we have more fences yeah. for the specific purpose of not relating to our neighbors. <laughs> so let's okay. Let's use the issue of school. Yes. Yeah, the issue of school. Yeah. You are in a classroom mm-hmm. or you are in a lecture room. Mm-hmm. There are three. There are let's say 10, 20, 30, 40 students. As a Christian, you have a duty towards people that God brings along your way. And I'm saying you have a duty. And I mean you have a duty. Mm. Because God is going to hold you accountable for every soul that has come your way. (laughs) (laughs) So you have a duty. And your duty is not only do you get to know them, but to be sought and like in the in in that in that situation. And therefore, we must take every opportunity to get to know the people around us and Lead the, point them to the Savior we've come to know. A classical example I like to use is that of the Lord Jesus Christ in, in John 4 and the Samaritan woman. The Lord Jesus Christ was going somewhere. Yeah. But we could argue, you know, it was God and the new, but, but the bottom line is when he met the woman at the well, he immediately saw that as an opportunity yeah. and engaged the woman. Yeah. And two things that you must you can observe from there is that first of all, he had to overcome whatever obstacles that were there. Mm. She was a woman, he was a Jew mm. to begin with. Yeah. She was a Samaritan woman, he was a Jewish man. Yeah. She was alone at a well, yeah. he was alone. Yeah. So Christ had to overcome all those obstacles. obstacles. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then he entered into an area of common interest. Mm. He began with water mm. give me water to drink. And as this woman was now responding, he now uses the area of common interest and leads her to the end, which we're talking about, to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. He shows this woman that this water you will drink and drink and drink and still be thirsty. For her, she was thinking in terms of the physical, but Christ was thinking more in terms of spiritual and helps her to see that actually, I'm not referring to this water, I'm actually referring to to spiritual life that can only be found. So we are, so we are not on the lookout for suicidal people. No. We are on we are we are on the lookout for for ever. for people. And we are on the lookout for people because they all people need this answer. Yes. That is Jesus. Yes, they are yeah. created in the image of God and they'll be held and they'll stand before God. Yeah. Now no one wears a tag that I'm suicidal. Yeah. 
If that was the case, it's very easy. We'll just say, okay, yeah. I'll come to you. Yeah, you see, yes. Bang, then we go yeah. to those who are suicidal. <laughs> yeah. You only get to know them as you engage them. Exactly. So the example I'll give of that student that, yeah, that I won't mention the institution that yeah. ended their life. Yeah. If people were really into her life, mm -hmm. or those close to her, yeah. and engaging the people them, Pit one or two things, because uh, you, you you are with the person. You could have seen maybe they're withdrawing or uh, they're withdrawing from the, the the friends or the the, the groups. They 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 are constantly uh, worried about school, and so a person who's hearing them would like to understand. Maybe where do they come from? And uh, maybe they're the only person to, 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 to get to university. And so there's so much stress put on there as the only person from there, and that is overwhelming. But the person who gets through the situation, enter into an area of common interest where there are students, find out life about students, what are their challenges. And then for you, you want to begin at a point where the person begins to see that you're interested in me as a person, as a human being, not simply because you're seeing me as an opportunity of evangelism. Yeah. Even, even though for you that's the goal, yeah. you engage them. And as you engage them, you just don't want to leave them there. Yeah. You want to challenge them yeah. to think about their state before God yeah. and their relationship with yeah. God. And as Christians, we must see evangelism as a Christian duty and not a church program. Uh, yeah, we, we, we need to land this plane, but yeah. um, one of the persons, who, you know, I, I, listened, I listened to a lot of uh, uh, marketing and sales related yeah. uh, material, yeah. and something that is spoken about quite often mm -hmm. is that people hate being sold something. You hate it when a, when a salesman yeah. shows up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not for nothing. That's actually the problem with the Jehovah's Witnesses, yeah. right? Because when they show up, you're like, they're here to sell me things yeah. again, right? <laughs> so it sounds like what you're saying is, is kind of what the marketing and sales world have been saying for a very long time. We, we are not presenting the gospel like a sales pitch. Mm. We're not coming to say, here, I'm here to sell you the gospel. Instead, it is, a, uh, who are you? Uh, what? what uh, where are you, what, what sort of situation are you in right now? And how do I use what, how do I bring what I'm offering? Because mm -hmm. what I, I'm offering, what is good, how do I bring that into your situation? Mm -hmm. It's almost like you're calling for a certain level of Christian shrewdness in terms of how they approach life and evangelism. Exactly. Yeah. That's what Christ said, we must be as shrewd as what? Mm -hmm. As serpents. As serpents, yes. as humble as that. Yes. So the issue is, if I come to you and say, are you a Christian? You say yes or no. And the conversation ends. Yeah. If you say yes, yeah, so oh, praise the Lord, I go. Yeah. But the point is, I'm trying to get to know you. Mm. Now, again, get me, when I'm saying trying to get to know you, it might not be a continuous thing, mm. depending on the circumstance. Yeah. But at the point I meet you, mm. there must be this level of interest in you. Yeah. That depending on the time we're having, I get to know as much as I can about you. Yeah. I may not know about your dad, but I can get basic information yeah. that I went with yeah. from there. Just like the example of Christ and the Samaritan woman. Yeah. He, 
being asked where, what's your name, where are you from, but depending with as the situation would allow, he got to know as much as he can yeah. to be able to offer uh, spiritual help in that situation. Mm. So as Christians, there the are those people that we are coming to contact with daily, yeah. so it is an ongoing thing. Yeah. And then there are those we meet one of. Yeah. I meet someone on the bus. Yeah. The person who's selling you yeah. the product, your coffee at the yes. shop. Yeah. Met them, but there must be. I must be able to say hi. Yeah. Okay, how's the money? And then ask one or two things. Like, it might be that I need. But if it's always when I'm going to get my coffee, hey, coffee. Hey, pass, hey, yeah. hey, yeah. hey. <laughs> the person now yeah. on the other side who basically, to me, just like a machine. Means to it. Yeah, just give me coffee, I go. Yeah. But the moment I say hi, some of them would even have uh, a name tag. Mm. Hi, Agnes, how are you today? Mm. They begin to see that. This person sees me yeah. as a person, yeah. not seen by someone who gives off. Mm. Now, that's, I think, where enough we've lost it as a Christian. Hence, yeah. all these suicide cases, some of which will be surprised. But I was with one suicide. Yeah. You spend the whole time talking about Manchester yeah. and everything else. Yeah. And then the following day, I wonder why they made their lives. It's because yours, to me, it was just another statistic, yeah. not, a, not a person. Yeah. And I think for us, uh, as, a, as Christians, when we say Jesus is the answer, don't assume that the person who are telling is as excited as you are. Yeah. Show them why they need to be excited. Ah, that's, that's, that's brilliant. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. And I think that's a great way, great, great place to end this, uh, end this segment. There's a certain level of uh, involvement that we as Christians should have. Yeah. We'll take a short break, uh, perhaps hear from one of our sponsors, and then we can look at our book of the week. Two shoe salesmen went to an African country in search of market opportunities. After months of searching, they found very few people wearing any shoes at all. The first salesman sent a report saying, there's nothing here. These people don't wear shoes. The second could not contain his excitement. Send everything. They don't have shoes yet. You see, the problem was never the facts on the ground. Other universities teach you what to see. At ACU, we show you how to see. The African Christian University, enrolling now for 2022. Right, welcome back. This is now our book of the week, or books, books of the week. Take it away, Pastor. All right, so there are these books that are done by, by Christian Focus Publications. And uh, we thought we could do something for the young, Sunday school, uh, the preteens. So these are these are these are books, biographies. You'll have on John Calvin, John Newton, Mary Slessor. And if you want your kids to know about these individuals, and you. You have you you think the, the the bigger volumes will be intimidating to them. There are these publications that are done easy to read, very interesting, and they are done in such a way that you the kids at their level can get to know about John Calvin, they can get to know about John Newton, they can get to know about Mary Slater, and there are other publications. If I'm not mistaken, there should be about twelve, all dealing with the different uh, characters. And uh, I would encourage you to buy them for your kids, particularly those in the Sunday school going and the preteens. 
so that this would give them the appetite to dive into the, the, the other works of John Calvin and John Newton and, uh, and the others. And so the, the inner series in the series called the Trail Blazers. And so look out for them uh, and they're under the Christian Focus publication. And as I said, they are easy to read. Probably because I'm an adult, but they'll be they're interesting for the young to, to read. So I go through them with my staff. What, uh, what rating can we give it on the, on the, on the scale of easy? One yeah. to ten, one being the easiest. Yeah, no, just around three. Three. Yeah, that's, easy, that's to, easy to read. Yeah. The words are very easy. And they're also interest, yeah. interesting, the way they, 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 they've been done. It's yeah. like stories. So, uh, and, if, and also, if you're listening and you don't know these characters. <laughs> it's an easy way to get Yeah, to get it's an easy way to them. get to yeah. know them. Yeah. yeah, it's an easy way to get to know them. Something that helped me develop the culture of reading uh, when I was still living with my parents growing up uh, would be offered a, a, a reward yeah. for every book that uh, every book that we finished reading and we'll sit down with either dad or mom and just talk about the book. Once that's over, uh, back then would be the, uh, we'll go to game yeah. and uh, have a. Uh, there was a limit of 50, it was 50,000 kwacha back then, but not 50 kwacha yeah. uh, per book. So you go in and you buy anything you want from, from that amount. Uh, so I tried to game the system. I would read multiple books, get to about 250 <laughs> kwacha. Now I can actually spend some real money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. before I knew it, I, I, I was enjoying the books. Yeah. yeah. But also, what you could do, like I decided with my, with my sons, is to read to them. Yeah. And then the oldest is able to read now. So yeah. pick, read. And because I've read, yeah. so when I'm asking what is read, yeah. he knows I can tell he hasn't read. Yeah. Yeah, because I've read the book. Yeah. But also an incentive. Mm-hmm. It also, also helps. Yeah. yeah. Well, excellent. Thank you very much, Pastor Siwali. This yeah. has been Coffee in the Library. If you've got any thoughts for us, please feel free to reach out to us, both Pastor Siwali and I are on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, you can also reach out to the Biblical Christianity page if there's anything you'd like us to talk about or any books you'd like us to review. We are interested in that. Um, yeah, we shall see you next time. Bye-bye.